Hello, my name is Christina, and thank you for checking into the Home for Widow Seas. This is a podcast where our guest and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi there, I'm Kiyo. Uh, he, they, she. I wanted to ask you something before we got started. Yes? Have you heard of an anime show from the late 90s to early aughts called Beautiful Bundry Delphinium? I have not. <laughs> uh, that makes sense because it's a, it's kind of obscure. It, uh, it got like a couple seasons in a movie, and uh, but it really never really caught on in America because like there was never really any like official translation or anything like that. Uh huh. Just, just like mostly fa- fan translations. And, yes. Uh, also, it makes sense that you haven't heard of it because I made it up completely. Uh, it's not real. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. The jig is up. <laughs> Okay, so we have we have an anime that that exists, but has not been published, shall we say? It exists entirely in my head. Um, I kind of want to do a world building project where I just try to piece together like a fake anime series. That, okay. Uh, based on things that I love. Okay. And, uh, I ended up falling in love with it too much, so I just kept going. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Uh, I can I can really appreciate a piece of media where it's I take this thing that I love and I just keep adding pieces onto it. Yeah. And so, uh, who are we talking about specifically today, uh, Kiyo? She is one of the main characters of the series. Her name is Delphinium. She is well, it's a bit of a spoiler, but she's an android uh, <laughs> who serves as like it's like a she's the bodyguard for a for the. Who you, who you would usually expect to be the Magical Girl protagonist of the Magical Girl series. Mm-hmm. And they end up falling in love, of course, as girls do. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the series is, like, uh, mostly just action and adventure, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it focuses on, on her, uh, on her uh, sort of, like, her mental well-being as she, like, try, discovers who she is, like, literally. Like, she originally starts the series thinking she, that after an accident she was a cyborg. We're mm-hmm. discovering that, like, oh, she was just made up completely based on her mother's DNA. Okay, okay. I think I'm tracking that. And for for the purposes of a me who has uh, a bit shaky division between uh, what defines a cyborg versus an android, oh. would you so, be willing to please <laughs> to please define course. define that division for me? So a cyborg is uh, usually someone who was was a human, or in her case, I guess a rabbit, who gets like metal implants, that kind of thing, becomes part robot, while an android okay. is entirely robot. Okay. So, um, since we also have uh, the entirety of, uh, of beautiful Bundroid Delphinium uh, to talk about, I kind of want to start at the beginning. So, how did you come up with with Delphinium and this series as a whole? Like, how did it start? What kind of, like, what inspirations did you pull from? What kind of, like, helped you to build it up? That kind of a thing. So, the character herself uh, was originally a character designed by uh, an artist named Mary Berry. You can find her on Twitter at Mary Berry. Mary with an I and an underscore at the end. Mm-hmm. She was an she was an adopter that I just fell in love with immediately, mm-hmm. and um, from there I just kind of like 
things popped out in my head, like, oh, what kind of character is this? What kind of, like, role would she belong to? And just like, I really like robot girls. I really like anime. Mm-hmm. I really like, I want to, like, really, like, explore what kind of story I could tell with this kind of character. That's mm-hmm. really just kind of like, oh, I really like Kill Kill. I really like uh, Nanoha Strikers, that kind of thing, which is another magical girl show. So that has like a lot of mechanical elements. And I really like Gal Gygar, which is a which is a uh, giant robot series, a mecha series from the late nineties. Okay. And one of the characters in Gal Gygar Final was named uh, Renee Shishio, and her whole thing is that she was originally human, but she was forced to become a cyborg uh, after a bad accident. Mm-hmm. And one of her uh, interesting character aspects is that. Um, Sure, her body overheats like constantly. Has she has to, so she has to wear special clothing to set that off to offset okay. that heat. Okay. Just, so I decided to put something like that into her design. She, she uh, if you, if I were to show you her design right now, you'd see like, oh, she's wearing lingerie because that's what the original design was. So I just kind of figured like I would like put that into her character, like, oh, that lingerie is like it's a part of her skin, and it, it's designed to help offset the heat of her body. Okay, um, real real quick, I do want to kind I, I do want to ask. Um, oh, you want to see the character? Or... Well, I, I I think it would be helpful to see the character, yeah. But I also wanted to ask, um, because so often, at least in my experience, it seems like a lot of anime has kind of verged on the exploitative when it comes to having as as we talked in the pre-roll about um with like kill a kill and stuff it's like a lot of a lot of flimsy reasons for the for the female character's clothing to suddenly oh there it goes in her in her lingerie now and i know there's sometimes reasons for it to happen so i would like to learn about why why this was i lost my i lost my track <laughs> So before I get started, I just want to point out the character is an adult. She's in her 20s. Okay, cool. So cool. it's like, even, even though, like, a lot of this kind of anime is like, oh, she's a teenager, but actually it's okay because you don't see anything. It's like, no, that's bullshit. I hate that. Mm-hmm. So just want to, like, she is an actual adult. She's like, it's all consensual. Don't worry about that. Okay, good. I, I Glad to hear I just, it. I don't want to get, like, any, like, creepy shit like that, even though it's like, being horny is okay. I'm totally, like, people are allowed to do that, and I'm totally okay with that in art. As long mm-hmm. as it's like adults and that kind of, kind of yeah. people are consenting to it. Yeah, it's that uh, <laughs> uh, horny stuff is uh, horny can be fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it it can. It is also something that I don't. It it is also something that I personally am not comfortable with. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> Yeah. No, no matter how you feel about this kind of thing, like whatever your feelings are, are valid, and I'm, I'm not going to like tell you you're wrong. Or I'm going to link a, 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 a gallery in Discord. You might not be able to see some of it, depending on the rating that you have set. And then I also have this we can talk about later. Okay, cool. Yeah, you have you have quite the you have quite the amount of art here. It is impressive. It's a hobby, man. I like to. I've just come up with characters and paying good artists to put their own spin on the art. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can respect that. 
and I wish that I had the time and funds available that I could do that for my characters. <laughs> okay, so uh, so I think um, catching back up to where we were, uh, you said that uh, Delphinium was an adopt uh, that an artist had designed, uh, and so you you said that one. That one. That one's cool. No, she is perfect. Yes. Uh, and uh, so then how did you kind of, like, what kind of inspired, or not what inspired, but I guess, like, what what spurred you to create her entire narrative series around her? Was it just like, I got an idea. Look at this cool character I have. I want to do things. Like, I want to give this character things to do. Pretty much, but also, like, uh, I kind of had the idea to, like, make something like that, uh, no matter, wh- no matter what I am, just, like, but it's mostly, like, uh, I saw the character, I don't think, like, oh, what can I do if, or, like, if this character was a robot, and it's just, like, oh, it's just, like, this, just, uh, just like, this anime that I really like, and it's, mm-hmm. like, my brain just worked in over there, it's, like, oh, we could have this, and they have this kind of character, and this kind of setting, it's just, like, oh, it all just, like, perfectly fell into place, and, like, I can write this all down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, for some fun, I was like, I could just pretend that this was a real anime, and like, the, like the image descriptions in the story is like, oh, the first chap, the first like chapter of the, of the story I was writing, like it would be like an episode, and like people watching it would like give their opinions of what the show was like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I could like I get like merchandising, just like. Yeah, yeah, like, see if I can, like, trick people into, like, talking about the show that doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to ask, how many seasons were you, have you come up with so far for Delphinium? I got one season, uh, perfectly formed in my head, like, the first episode I have written down. And mm-hmm. also I have, like, ideas for, like, I think, like, two movies I can get out of, out of the, what I have planned, and then another season where you're like an OVA, if you know what that is. I, that. I do not. <laughs> it's, I... Like a, it's like a straight-to-video thing, just like, it's not quite a season. Okay. Movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, I I haven't watched an anime in, in, a, in, like, an entire anime in an extremely long time, so I am very much a novice when it comes to terminology, <laughs> so... Just so. ask, I'll explain it. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. I appreciate your patience in in my in my lack of media awareness, Kiyo. Um. Okay, so I guess the question then is, uh, do you want to jump into kind of like the the plot of Beautiful Bundroid Delphinium? Sure. So, in a normal kind of anime like this, the maker would be like the magical girl trying to like. Use her powers to protect humanity, and that character is uh, named Nari, N-A-R-I. She's mm-hmm. a cat. Okay. Who is the who is the daughter of this great? Um, she she is the most powerful of, of this family of wizards who are like destined to like protect the earth. Okay. But there are are many bad guys around, and also her parents are like deeply concerned about her well being. So the uh. The protector of her previous, uh, previous greatest powerful wizard of the family, her mother, 
Okay. Uh, she grew up to become a, uh, a, uh, how do I call this? A robot scientist. And, mm-hmm. she, and so, like, she, so she, like, she was like, oh, I don't want to have any kids, but also, like, I want to have this, like, pr- I want to create something to protect the family that I, that I love so much. So mm-hmm. she, she took her own, uh, her own design of, like, who she was as a person and put it into this robot and, like, raised it as her daughter. Like, okay. have to believe that, like, oh, you're stronger and there are obviously mechanical bits of you, but, like, no, you're definitely a real person who are my daughter. And it's like, you want, so, like, you want to help protect this family. And these, so these two become close friends and they fall in love and, like, mm-hmm. the start, the start theory starts and, like, uh, oh, these people are, like, these two girls are, like, they are, they were, like, best friends and were fell in love and... Mm-hmm. As... <laughs> As the ancient oh. saying goes, kiss, kiss, fall in love. <laughs> of course. Childhood friends, all that all that good stuff. And the first, uh, quote-unquote, episode of the series has them, like, uh, coming under attack by some shadowy group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, big, the big climax of the episode halfway through is, uh, oh, they've been enough of the strange enemies, but, like, she overheated because her body wasn't prepared for that kind of attack. So, like, the core of her body, like, mm-hmm. something happens, and now she has to, like, go back and, like, uh, get the upgrades she needs to, like, mm-hmm. safely protect her from no one. Like, then there's this whole thing where, like, she was, like, inside of her brain and, like, sorry, inside of her mind. And, like, there's this whole uh, inner, inner workings of how her mind works. And we, we get the, uh, the viewer mm-hmm. or get to see. And it goes from there. Okay. Okay. And oh, real quick, um, we, I think we, you briefly mentioned that uh, that Delphinium is is a rabbit girl. Um, yep. And then she has like the whole uh, internal. She does. <laughs> she doesn't have a very good heat sink, and so no. clothes have to adjust for that. But we didn't actually right. talk about like what she looks like. Uh, so, I'm furry trash. Like, you might be able to figure that out already. And she is, like, a furry character. <laughs> She's a great rabbit with lop ears and her hair up in a bun. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wears clothes normally. Like, if you were to see her out on the street, she would, she would be, like, wearing, like, casual clothing. Like like a, per- like a normal person would do, like, maybe a hoodie. Maybe just, if she was working out, she would wear, like, mm-hmm. shorts and a sports top, that kind of thing. But underneath her... Uh, normal clothing. Uh, part of her body is a sort of like heat-resisting uh, uh, underwear, more or less. That's white, and then when she starts heating up, it slowly turns red and like, oh, maybe like burn off her clothes. It's like more complicated thing because in a more complicated fight because anime viewers love fan service. Mm-hmm. You can always sell you can always sell merchandise to that kind of thing, Ooh, like body pillow covers and that kind of thing, figurines. Okay, okay. I'm also taking this opportunity to flip through panels <laughs> from that gallery that you sent me. Um, so I guess what is the kind of like inciting action of of the series cuz like cuz like Delphinium and Nari are friends. They are childhood friends. They are now they are now girlfriends. But if I know anime, 
I know something has to happen to spark off the action. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, I want the first series to eventually lead up to uh, Nara getting kidnapped by a group of aliens who secretly believe that they are the ones who are supposed to protect the family and that Delphinium is somebody who had kidnapped her. And it's mm-hmm. like this whole uh, misunderstanding that like, the viewers know about, but it's going to take some time for uh, everyone else to figure it out. And in the meantime, Delphinium is going to fight back. Like mm-hmm. She's going she's to try and track down these people and just like tear their base apart because like, it's kind of this like... Another thing I like about some anime characters is like... Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like the main character is just like stupidly overpowered with like no a lot of weaknesses, like you mm-hmm. know, like your Superman that kind of thing. With the idea that like Onari oh, is the one that needs protection, and bad things might happen to him if something goes wrong. And so mm-hmm. Defiance just like she's like she has to track that down and just put that end immediately. Like no matter who gets in the way, no matter like what walls she has to break down, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. It's not it's not quite a rescue romance, but it is a rescue. <laughs> well, that part well kind of. It's complicated, let's just say. Okay. Maybe she maybe Nari is more competent than she looks. Okay, okay. Wait, did you say confident or competent? Competent. Okay. Although both, you know what I mean. Okay, okay. So is there a I'm trying to think <laughs> I'm trying to recall how Actually no. I'm not gonna try to remember something that I don't have any experience with, instead I'm gonna ask you, what happens next? <laughs> so the quote unquote villains of the series mm-hmm. they have a spaceship and one of the big thi- well the way the, the magic works in the series is that it's mostly portal based. Like, if you want to create fire, you need to open up a portal to, like, the sun or something. And then now you have, like, a, a source of fire available to you. Okay. And although it's, like, it's harder for most mages to, like, create portals between two places that a person can go through normally, mm-hmm. Nara's got that, like, shit down on lock. So, like, she can just open up a portal anywhere she wants to go. Okay. And although the villains can, like, stop, like, like, dampen the magic a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's still enough magic in order to, like, get uh, Delphinium onto the ship herself and, like, just kind of, like, tear stuff up in, like, its big action sequence. Mm-hmm. Before eventually, like, the big head of the villain group, she comes down and she, like, she explains why she needs to protect Nari from this evil Delphinium, and she's like, wait, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Before eventually, like, they open up a portal back to home, and, like, Nari's dad explains, like, wait, something's, like, you're not supposed to be here. You went missing like 20 years ago. Like, this isn't even the same girl. They're like, oh. Uh-oh. That's, that's more or less like the end of the first season. Now we got time travel involved. <laughs> Something like that. And if I, if I know anything about time travel, I know that it complicates things. <laughs> of course. Alright, so we have... So Nari thinks that Delphinium is evil. The, the villain thinks or, Delphinium is evil. And then, ah. So it all revolves around everybody trying to protect Nari from somebody else and everybody being just being very confused. Okay. 
for their for their sake is their is their communication. I hope that they communicate well. It turns is... around in the movie. Let's just say, like, okay, they become friends and then they find out who the real villains are. Okay, okay. So it sounds then like it, it sounds like for most of the series, it is Delphinium trying to get to try, trying to rescue Nari when everyone else thinks that they are also rescuing Nari from everyone else? Exactly. H- how does Nari feel about this? <laughs> about being being the center of a game of keep away? She just wants everyone to talk to each other, but nobody's going to listen to her, though, because oh, she's just like the girl that everyone has to protect. Nobody actually like, cares about her opinion. I hope that Delphinium cares about her opinion. <laughs> of course, but they can't talk because she's been kidnapped, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I guess the question then is, um, is Delphinium alone in this task? Or, like, does she have, like, an adventuring party that she can, I guess, like, work with or get aid from? So, she's mostly, like, a in terms of fighting, it's mostly just her and Nari and also the, the cute anime uh, a mascot character. It's just a cute little mouse who also happened to be pretty good at making boils. Okay. But also Nari's family kind of serves as the, uh, as the support group. Okay. Well, not support group, just like this group support, like, support team, let's just say. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the mission backup. control. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. They also have all training, whole training set up. Like, oh, we can teach you like this great martial arts. And she both, but definitely, it's just like I'm super strong. Who cares? I don't need all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I hope that <laughs> I hope that Nari does realize that, like, you know, you can get training. Like it. <laughs> it's okay I, to I ask understand. for help. Don't worry about it. Yes. Yes. But also, like, they're good at. There may be fights that you're not gonna just be able to kick your way through. You might have to use, you might have to <laughs> have have a little bit of style sometimes. <laughs> yeah, maybe that might help occasionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who is like who is Delphinium's like main point of contact? Like, is is her mom slash creator still around, or uh, yeah, she does is. she have? Um, okay, she, cool. She, she in this uh, so like she does most like. The typical mom stuff, like like both in anime and like in the real world, where she like she helps give advice, she helps like, explain things she needs, but also at the same time, like she's afraid to actually explain, uh, like who she actually is. Okay. And her. Okay. Like, uh, as long as you keep thinking mom, like you keep you keep being your mom. It's like. Mm-hmm. She's like afraid. It's like oh, if I explain that, I actually created her wholesale, and like, will she still see me in the same way? So she's afraid of. I mean, I'm an I'm an outside party here, but from my perspective, it's like you 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 created a life, and that does not necessarily like it does not change that you created this life and they view you as their parental figure, regardless of, of whether the life is mechanical versus yeah. organic and mechanical. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of the way like the audience is supposed to react to it. Like, no, she's still your mom, no matter like, no matter how what how you were created. Mm-hmm. 
I guess the question is, does the royal family know that Delphinium is was also like, hey, I made I made your daughter bodyguard. Oops, they're in love. Now they're protective girlfriends. <laughs> as long as she's doing her job, then they're very happy with how how it all works out. Okay. Okay. Do do they also know that? I guess the question is here, like, does it does it matter, like? societally and narratively that Delphinium is an android versus a cyborg? Like, is... So to the wor- to, I think to the world at large, like, all this is mostly, like, happening, like, quote-unquote, behind the scenes of normal life. Like, they know that they're... We know that, like, like the, like, the world in general, like, oh, there's obviously, like, this magical family, but it doesn't really affect, like, most of society normally, and, like, nobody really... If they knew that she was an android or a cyborg, they'd like the average person probably wouldn't really care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I guess the the question then is, what kinds of adventures does Delphinium get up to in in her quest to help to get Nari? I almost said to help get Kiyo, but that's you. Um. Uh, uh, she can help me anytime she wants. <laughs> um. What is how, like what kinds of stuff does Delphinium get up to in her quest to get Nari out of this web of overprotectiveness? <laughs> so, I'm trying to figure out how to answer this. It's okay. So the the big main set piece for what I'm imagining for the end of the first season to be like is they're on the spaceship and she's just like working away through each room like breaking down the walls finding everyone she sees as like all, all the, like the staff members of the ship are just like running from her terrified about what's gonna happen but okay also like some of the other characters in the series are like at this uh group of three soldiers of the enemy villain group who like who think that they are the ones who are supposed to protect Nari. Okay. And who all serve as like the rival, like okay, of like, like, like uh, they're never really fully defeated. They always keep coming back with like because mm-hmm. of like the different abilities. One is like super, it's like just built like a tank, and this other one is like a, uh, you can like knock her down. She just keeps coming back no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. She's a wibble wobble. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> or no, uh, I think they're called weebles. What is it? Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Something like that. Something like that. It's a product that I wasn't a cognitive adult enough to remember the branding for. Even <laughs> <laughs> you're pulling that out of my. I'm just like, okay. But it's like a. They keep trying to stand her away, and she like she just has to keep pushing them out of the way. It's like she tried to tried to fight through this whole system. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like all the other members of the ship, like they barely know any magic before they can get to where. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I can't I can't explain any better than that. I don't think. Sorry. That's okay. Hopefully, that makes sense in the end. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. So I get if it's not a spoiler, like how. Do how do Nari and Delphinium like how do they reunite? Because I I can't imagine that it would end with them not reuniting with not happy ending. 
I hope. Well, of course, the hero has to succeed in order to have a good ending. So it's like, if I do the ship, they get and they uh, get to the get to the final room, which is like, like Nari is like trapped in this like this web of like anti magic stuff, and just like and a bowl of vinium. Like she, she's super strong; she can like fight through anything, but she doesn't really have a way out of the ship. Is the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the cute little mouse has been in the, like this. The corner of just being a psychic the whole time. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's pretty good at making portals. So okay. After, so like, uh, that's how like a gigantic portal to like to like their home, which is just like this uh, mansion, like a Japanese castle, but like but people actually live there. They appear mm-hmm. right in front of that, and like and so her father's looking looking up and like and like what the heck is going on? Like, and so like. The leader of the villains is just like, wait, how did we get here? What's going on? It's like, and so Nora's just playing like, no, just like, actually stop and listen, like, trying to figure out what's going on with just our war instead of just trying to, like, beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so, like, the epilogue of the final episode is like, the villain's like, just apologizing profusely, trying to, like, oh, we just, we didn't know what was going on. Please forgive us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That made that made me think. I was like, why, if if the idea and the conflict is that everybody wants to protect Nari, but they're all trying to go about it in different ways and see the others as doing it incorrectly. Like, why not just like? I I feel like this is the kind of thing where it's like, why oh, does anybody if, just listen to her? Well, like. Well, yeah, we we already kind of talked about that, <laughs> but also it's like you would think that it would be like, oh, if 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 Delphinium and say the person who keeps getting back up after being knocked down are always fighting, like you think at some point they would both declare like I like I want like I'm trying to I'm trying to protect and help uh, Nari, and they'd be like, wait, but I'm trying to protect her, and like come to a mutual understanding slash team up, but if... Well, you know how it is in these kind of things. You always think the other person is lying, right? It's like, no, I'm the one who's right and you're the one who's wrong. I'm the only one who can do this right. So you must be crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. But instead, well, like, nobody can just, like, sit down and, and, like, actually talk about about it in this kind of situation. If they did that, this whole thing would have been over in just, like, six episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's like, maybe, maybe that would have been better? Yeah, obviously, but it wouldn't have been very good television. Yeah, I'm I'm also just a big proponent of talking just, to just people, talk, to, talk, <laughs> talking, to, talking to each other to resolve conflicts before you have to resort to violence, which is why I would not be a good showrunner for an anime. <laughs> I'm too pacifistic. <laughs> Maybe I like season two. Maybe they'll, like they'll figure it out. It's like maybe we should actually like figure out what the other characters' motivations are before we just like start kicking each other in the butt. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of season two, uh, what kinds of things do you have in mind for Nari and Delphinium in uh, future series? And I think you mentioned an OVA. Right. So. When it's your, when it's like your main job to protect somebody, and like you have to be on edge to fight anyone at any time, 
for what you need to do, it kind of gets on you as, after a while, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe you just need to take a break once in a while, or else, like, maybe that's something like approaching PTSD mm-hmm. about the whole thing. Yeah. So, maybe she needs, like, uh, not quite therapy, just, like, she needs to take a special personal vacation inside her own mind palace, like, while somebody else takes care, takes care of uh, Nari, say, mm-hmm. one of the people who thought they were supposed to protect her 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, a uh, maybe, like, one of the movies that just, like, Delphidium just has to take a, a long break while they tr- and while uh, somebody else takes care of Nari, well, and, uh, then they have to explore their feelings and, like, what they know about each other. And that kind mm-hmm. of <laughs> you just, you just, you you put Delphinium in an ice comfy chair and let her power cycle, and everyone exactly. else gets their day in the limelight. <laughs> let, let another cool character get mm-hmm. in some cool action fights while she just takes a very well deserved nap. Mm hmm. She's got some system updates to install. <laughs> and when when you say like other cool characters, like are you referring to like the, the rival the, character? You meant, yeah, you know. yeah, the the ones who are like, oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> see, see what kind of like, what kind of action somebody who could just like, like, uh, well, I don't want, I don't want to get right into it, but like one of the characters, uh, she doesn't have any bones, so she doesn't have any bones they can break. She mostly just held with like very fast healing cartilage, which okay. like, like results in some interesting fights between her and Delphinium, which is like. Where, like, Delphine just puts her in a chokehold and, like, breaks one of her arms, but then she, like, just pops right back up. It's, like, it's kind of gross, but also kind of cool. Okay, okay. So, like, what kind of work can she do protecting Nari from Mm -hmm. villains who, like, come after them? Mm Mm-hmm. So, kind of jumping around a bit here, uh, you wrote down that, uh, that Delphinium, uh, considers herself an expert fighter and kickboxer, uh, was was she trained in fighting and kickboxing, or was it more so like she saw someone doing some cool moves, and her augmented strength makes these much more devastating? I like to think of it like she got into kickboxing as a hobby. Like uh, her most of her strength is interrelated because she's a rabbit. She's probably really good at kicking. Mm-hmm. So I was just like imagining that like. Oh, this this is like one thing that I'm really really good at. So I just want to like, even if it's not just for fighting, I just like I just want to have fun doing this. Just like mm-hmm. exploring how hard I can kick a kick a like a target or a what's it called the thing that hangs from the ceiling? Um, punching bag, sandbag. Yeah, that, yeah, like a sparring bag. Just like see how hard she mm-hmm. can just like work herself out. Okay, okay. What would it take? for Delphinium to accept being trained, like, specifically trained by someone else. <laughs> I think she would have to reach the limit of what she can do just, like, on her own, I think. Like, if mm-hmm. something, like, like, if they were, like, maybe in a, one of the movies where like, she would, like, get in a fight and, like, the other person just, like, completely overpowers her, even though, like, she can't really imagine that ever happening. Just like, oh, I have to like figure out how to actually punch like a specific, a specific way and like block well and that kind of thing. It's like, oh, I have to like 
actually am like the uh, the people down at the base actually like teach me like like an actual good martial art instead of just kicking really hard. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Would Nari tell her like, "Look, hun, <laughs> you need to you need to actually train, please, please, your God." Eventually, like, kick him in the ribs just ain't gonna work anymore. Sorry, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, here's an interesting question. Uh, how well do Delphinium... Delphinium? How well do Delphinium and Nari work together? Because, like, obviously they're romantic partners. But how well do... How well do they work together both in and out of combat? Like... Are they good foils? Do they, like, bounce off of each other well? Or do they, like, butt heads on things? What's their relationship dynamic? <laughs> they work together really well. Like, most of the relationship dynamic is them just, like, almost being able to, like, finish each other's sentences. And, if, the, if like, if the, whenever they get into a fight mm-hmm. together, like, Nari's ability to, like, create portals and, like, bring in, like, forces from, like... Oh, I could just open up a, a portal, like a, a small portal to Jupiter, and all of a sudden, like with gravity in that specific area, is like super strong. Like that could really help in a fight. And they work together really well up until like the point in the story where like something happens or like that's and so so they like they, eh, sorry, you're good. And so like that's like what causes the rest of the story to go forward. But like after that, like in the second season or whatever, where it's like it's less like them have. So it's less like Delphine having to track her down. It's more like they can fight more together and that like creates like a much more interesting dynamic. Then outside mm-hmm. of fighting, it's just like they've been together for so long, like even when they argue, it's like it's over just like in an instant. Mm-hmm. It's like the old married couple kind of bickering and bantering. Oh, of course. Okay. Would they ever get married? Oh, definitely. Okay, okay. Good, glad to hear that. It's a fantasy world. There's no like everyone loves gay people. It's great. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, and because correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Nari is a princess, right? Something like that. Just more like she's the heir of a great like magical protection society. Okay, okay. So the would that she's would not that like make... straightforward royalty wearing a tiara, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. What what I was getting at was going to be like, does that mean that Delphinium would be like her consort or like protector or something? There's not, there's not a word for that. But okay. if she wants to claim that she's a, a crown, like a also a married princess, like mm-hmm. nothing, nobody's going to, nobody's going to argue with her about that. Okay. Okay. Um, something that I don't think we've talked about was how does Delphinium feel about finding out that she is an android versus being a cyborg like how how does how does she take that how does she handle that it's gonna take a lot of soul searching like maybe an episode or two of her just trying to figure out like what this means about her as a person and and about Mm -hmm. her mother like and and their relationship to each other it's like uh trying to have trouble finding the word about it's like so that's a lot of soul searching and her trying to figure out like uh, 
what this means. Yeah. Before eventually, like, decide, deciding, like, I'm still who I am, I'm still a person, and I'm still capable of doing what I do and being good at it, and that's what's important to me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not, not so much as, like, it doesn't matter that I was, like, like born from my mother. It's just, like, I'm here now, this is what is important to me, this is why I'm going to keep doing this person. Okay, okay. I mean, that's good to hear. Oh, yeah. It's a dark middle point of the season. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have the moment of the moment of soul-searching and crucible, or whatever it is, for the main character exactly. to go through so they can come out stronger on the other side. Of course. Uh, different, <laughs> different tack entirely here. Um, I have enjoyed starting to ask, uh, what is Delphinium's favorite food? Oranges. I'm just gonna say that right now. I never really thought about it. So, like, she would really <laughs> like oranges. Oh, cool. You'd think Harris, but, like, nah. Oranges. <laughs> hey, they're both orange, right? More or less. Okay, uh, so super quick. Is there anything plot relevant that we haven't talked about with Delphinium that you want to talk about? Because I have a couple of other, like, off-topic questions, but I want to make sure we cover up and finish up the plot first. I think I've uh, kind of figured out who the main villain of the second season is going to be. If you okay. want to spoiled on that, even though most people aren't going to find out anyway. Yeah, sure. This is a spoiler-friendly as long as, as, long <laughs> as it's clear. So the first in the first episode, there's a fight where they, they fight this shadowy group, but it turns out like uh, people who turn out to be the villains for the first se- for the rest of the first season, they didn't have anything to do with that. It turns out that there's a second group who uh, working through the through the uh, will of the universe because they found out that like what uh, is used to create the portals is. Uh, being torn from, like, the fabric of the universe. Okay. Uh-oh. And, and, like, the will of the universe itself, not a big fan of that. Like, it kind of hurts a bit. So, like... Mm-hmm. So, like, they're going to have to figure out some way to work around that. Okay. Before, before anything extra bad happens. If you've seen uh, the anime Tag and Top of Grunlog, I took a lot of, I took a lot of inspiration from the uh, second half of that series. I I have slightly more awareness of uh Gurren Lagan because I recently I, I recently read some stuff about it on TV tropes, I think. Uh, that's a great so, way to learn about anything, I think. Yes, speaking from experience. <laughs> but yeah, I I really hope that whole um that whole portal thing works out for them <laughs> cuz that sounds that sounds um universe resetting if it doesn't work out. <laughs> Let's just say that like I'm a big fan of the cute little mouse solving everything. Ah, okay. <laughs> In the esteemed traditions of anime and manga writers before you. <laughs> also Pokemon. Of course. You can always rely on a cute mouse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> In ev- in everything, there must be the cute mascot. Bonus points if it's a mouse. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so I was going to ask, uh, has, has Delphinium and by further extension, Nari and the rest of their cast, uh, made it into anything else that you've done? Like, I'm thinking here of like any, any like tabletop experiences or like guest cameos and other stuff that you've done. Oh, so much. So yeah, yeah, shoot. After I fall, after I fell in love with this character, I want, I wanted to like introduce it into like everything else I'm working in, like, but as a, like a fictional entity in that universe as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm working on a, on a uh, visual novel game right now, and like one of the big things that happened is like the main character is a huge fan of this anime. Oh, okay. It's like it's like that's like a small point. It's like the two main characters of the of the game I'm working on. Like one of the big things that they like that they uh, bond over is just, like talking about this anime they, they both really love. Mm-hmm. It's a just a little bit like a tonally appropriate, let's say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious whether you mean tonally appropriate as in queer or as in uh, <laughs> as in fighting against the forces of the universe to save my magical girlfriend from everyone else who wants to protect her as well, but in different ways. <laughs> yes. Cool. It's okay, I understand spoilers. <laughs> so in that uh, in that visual novel you said, uh, but what else? If you can talk about it. <laughs> I have a bunch of OCs, like, just based on, like, mm-hmm. what I, what kind of people do I like, and, like, what kind of stories do I want to tell those kind of people, and, like, they're all big fans of the anime, of course, and, like, if I, like, if I write anything else that's, like, not related to the anime itself, like, maybe I just, like, drop in, a, like, a cute little reference occasionally, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. In, are there... Have you... Words, Christina. Words, the worst. <laughs> yes, words worst. Um, have there been any other experiences with, um, not experiences, um, media, etc., um, where Delphinium has been a character rather than just like having her series be referenced? Not particularly, I don't think. Okay. Um, I had the idea of like, making like a visual novel of some sort. I also had the first half of the first episode that I had previously written as like a written story. Uh-huh. I had my girlfriend at the time now just a very close friend of mine make it into a comic. Oh, okay. You can I, I you can read the uh read the panels on the page that I linked earlier, maybe put it in the show. Yeah, yeah. Um she just did an amazing job of like Putting putting it to like into pictures like she, she's a very 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 skilled uh, web comic artist. I can I, I can tell you her name is uh, Michelle. Which she's mm-hmm. based out of Korea. She did mostly like Korean web comics oh, for a cool. long time before like trying to like branch out into more English language stuff. Oh okay cool. Love to hear it. So, uh, since we are getting. Uh, close to the end uh there goes the ac again <laughs> uh i would like to go ahead and uh if it's okay ask you the last question for today of course so why do you love delphinium so much 
she's just everything I like about this kind of character. Just like this headstrong, super tough, super strong, willing to do whatever it takes just to mm-hmm. help the people that she loves and get done what she thinks needs to get done. Like I just love okay. headstrong, tough people like that who just do what's got to get done with a smile on her face. Okay. I can support that. It's it's always good to have characters where you're like, yeah, yeah, even yeah, kick ass. <laughs> like, like it's important to have. It's also important to have characters where you're like, look, this is a character that is working through things. But yeah. also, it's good to have a character that you can vibe with. Definitely. And I think that's it. Like I. I know I said that was the last question, then I was like, wait, I'm second-guessing myself. Do I have anything else that I wanted to talk about? Just, like, going through your notes real quick, like, oh, crap, what did I forget? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think we did cover everything else that I had written down, which is which is very good. <laughs> Usually it'll be like, I get done with a podcast recording, and I'm like, oh, God, I forgot to ask, <laughs> I forgot to ask this important thing. But, no, I think we covered it. Right. Cool. Uh, so then this is the part of the podcast where I get to say, thank you so much, Kiyo, for coming on today to talk about Delphinium. I loved oh. getting to hear about her story and, uh, and all of the, all of the, all of the anime hijinks that happen. It was an absolute pleasure. I love, I love being here for it. Yeah, thank you. Um, so then this is the part of the episode where... You get to let everyone know where you would like to be found on the internet and anything and anyone that you would like to shout out and or promote. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash uh, silentman0. Don't worry, it was an old name. I also have, <laughs> I'm also on itch.io if you find if you want to find like the game I've made and you want to wait, you want to see me find more. Silentman.itch.io and uh, play my game there. Tell me how much you like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I also, I also uh, called out uh, the original creator of the art was twitter.com slash maryberry mary with an I underscore at the end. Okay. And official twitter.com slash cartoolution c-r-t-o-o-l-u-t-i-o-n. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is good to know. And I will make sure that I include... Uh, all of the information in the episode description as well as uh, shouting them out on the Twitter account when the episode right. goes live. Okay, uh, and I think then it is time for me to do my outro. Let me find where that is on my on my Google Drive. <laughs> the Humphrey Widow Seas is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be found through Acast and your local podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is Violet by Potty Tune Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. We can be reached at waywardocpod at gmail.com or at waywardocpod on Twitter. This podcast is partly recorded on the ancestral land of the Kiakapui, Ka, Osage, and the Osede Sakoan Oyate. If you would like to talk about Wayward or the other Corner Podcast Network shows, we have our own Discord server. Uh, there should be a perma-invite on the Twitter account, but if you can't find it, then message one of the show Twitters and we get you set up. 
and I am always looking for guests to talk about their original characters, so feel free to drop me a line if you or someone you know might be interested. I do also have a Google form, which is the pinned tweet on the Wayward Twitter account. Uh, and if you are interested, uh, feel free to fill out that form. It's just got questions about like availability uh, of time for recordings, pitches for your character, that kind of a thing. So, uh, this is episode 95, and that means that we have a big anniversary coming up. Uh, so keep an eye on the Wayward Twitter account. I'm going to be doing a poll to figure out what we should do for the anniversary episode. Uh, and I would encourage everyone to uh, please <laughs> please help me pick, because I got too many good ideas. <laughs> and uh, also, if you're not on Twitter, feel free to like email your vote in or something. <laughs> I'll count it that way, too. And as with all podcasts, it is always super helpful if you can subscribe and rate us on your listening platform of choice, because it helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. A little worse than that. Like, have you seen Kill a Kill? It's, it's not quite as bad as that. I, I am aware of Kill the Kill. There is this scissors monster... And it was actually created by the by the antagonist's mother, who was also surprised the protagonist's mother, their siblings, and something in something with having cool having cool charisma related superpower weapons gets you cred and status as a high school student. And got it, got in one. Described it perfectly, no worries. Something about souls. <laughs> Something like that. It's a very complicated series, let's just say. Hey everyone, uh, editing Christina coming to you here with a belated and ad-lib uh, friendly pod promo. I wanted to give a shout out to the podcast Golden Hour with Charlene Kay. Uh, which is on social media at Golden Hour with K. That's K A Y E. Uh, it is a podcast that celebrates Asian creativity and joy in music. Uh, they don't. I believe that. Uh, I believe that there was just a concert uh, celebrating Asian uh, joy and creativity, especially in music. I believe it was this last weekend. But I do highly recommend uh, following their stuff on social media and checking them out. That's it. Bye.